Guys, I'm back. It's been a while, but I promise you, I haven't just been sitting over here doing nothing. We've gone from 2019 to 2020, and I'm just grateful it's an even year because I hate odd numbers. They bug me so much. But hey, if this is your first episode with me, welcome. My name's Hannah Mooney, and I'm a runner. And that's new for me to say, but it's true. Took me a couple times for me to practice saying it, but yes, I am a runner. Now, you might be wondering, why do we care if you're a runner? Well, hear me out. So I started the Body of Work podcast back in 2019 as a response to a client I was training at a local DC studio. We were discussing why she was having a difficult time reaching her goals, and after a bit, she turns to me and says, I know you wouldn't understand. This is easy for you, but it's not easy for me. Oh, hell no. Some of you have heard that story before, but only in the context of why I started the podcast. It's more important, though, to know why it bothered me so much and how far back that goes for me. It's why I'm doing this entire season in the first place. So let me tell you. I grew up the child of two athletically inclined parents, a mom who was a rock star tennis player and still is at nearly 60, and a dad who played football in college and is naturally very athletic. So I was encouraged to play sports growing up like most little kids. I tried soccer and it didn't go very well because frankly, guys, a game where you have to go run back and forth was awful to me and I wasn't any good and I didn't want to run. That was a theme of my childhood, so I didn't. I'd like sit in the grass and be like, nah, I'm not running. My coach would say, Hannah, let's go. And I'd say, no, I'm going to sit right here. As I got older, I started to play softball and volleyball because you only have to go so far when you run. And I was actually pretty fast. I was just chubby. Ask anyone who knew me in grade school or middle school, but it was a huge part of who I was. I was bullied a lot and I was really self-conscious, but I was actually pretty decent at both sports. I leaned in on softball over volleyball in high school and played until I was cut my junior year. And on principle, I just really didn't want to play anymore. I had lost the love for the sport because of the politics of it. But I never lost my love for running to first base. I went to college chubby. I got chubbier. And my sophomore year, I moved to D.C. to do an internship. Well, I didn't have any money because I was 19 and my job was to be a student. But D.C. offered me something I'd never had before, which was the ability to walk the city that I lived in. I went to school in Omaha, Nebraska, where I attended Creighton University. Go Jays. But walking to and fro wasn't really a thing. Campus was big, but it wasn't that big. So moving to D.C. helped me recognize the value of walking places. I didn't have a car at 19, and I still don't at 30. And I don't regret it at all for what it encourages you to do, which is move. Going to D.C. that semester helped me recognize that movement alone was enough to get in shape. It didn't need to be crazy. And when you're broke and you buy your own food, you don't really eat more than you need ever. You can't afford to. So I go back to college, leaner than I was before. I start to exercise, take a weightlifting class, and boom. It's the end of my senior year, and I move back to D.C., where I have one singular friend, and I live outside the city in Virginia, which really didn't allow me to be all that social. That cocktail led me to work out consistently 
eat pretty well. And when I eventually moved to DC proper, I ran because it was cheap. It was also flat. It was also easy. I only ever went one or two miles at a time, but that was enough. Time went on and I found boutique gyms where I'd take bar class and spin class and boot camps, but I still always ran the mile or two needed to get there. And that was it. I ended up meeting someone in 2014, a a boy who was great until he wasn't. I fell pretty hard, but I stopped working out because it wasn't a priority of his. And I wanted him to like me. Raise your hand if you can relate to that. I wanted to prove I could be flexible since I'd been criticized a lot of my life for being rigid and for doing whatever I wanted and I didn't want to be selfish. So I didn't work out. I didn't wake up first thing in the morning. I didn't work out after work because I wanted to spend time with someone who wanted to spend time with me. And then we broke up. I said I was going to do what I needed to do to get back to myself afterwards. But let me tell you, I had no idea what that was. At the time, I drank a lot. I was in sales. I was always out on the town talking to people because I was 25. But I had great friends who were so much fun. And I had a job that was a lot of work. But at the end of the day, I could just work hard and play even harder. And that was okay. And so when I sat in a pew at my grandma's funeral in 2015, the grandmother that I had been so close with, who I'd always wanted to come to my wedding, and now that was never going to happen, I sat there and I asked myself a question that I can still hear me asking today. If someone met you now, would they like you? What would they like about you? Would you be worth ending up with? Now, I don't know where that came from, but it hit me like a Mack truck. And I stopped drinking. I cut things out of my life that were making me feel like trash from food to people to plans to types of work. And I honed in on who I was. I went back to the things that I loved. I loved music. So I listened to more of it. I went to concerts. I started going to church because even though I grew up in the church, I'd never felt connected. And I felt so alone in DC, even though I had millions of people around me all the time. But I didn't want to feel so empty like I did on the inside. I looked for a job, a new one, because mine, while great, was drowning me. And I started teaching cycling. And from there, I got a new job. And I found a church that I loved. And I met friends that were great for me alongside the friends that had stayed great for me. And I didn't really date. And I went to bed early and I drank my water. And then I taught Pilates. And all of that together came together and I was new. I was a new person. But what I realized is that it was only up to me to make me better. And from then on, I decided I was always going to be the best version of myself that I could be. But that was up to me. Not everyone can listen to the voice that asked them to be more of themselves in quiet moments. I had to though because I knew I wanted to get myself back. Flash forward to teaching and taking and coaching, I tear my meniscus and rehabbed it without surgery. I bounced back from that because I was strong from before and fairly fit and thought, I can do hard things because this was really fucking hard. And if I can do this, I can do anything. So in 2019, after years of rehab and PT and slowing down, but not running as much at all, not even short distances. I was in the throes of a strength training funk 
where I thought to myself, who am I? Why am I even doing this? Who even cares? Why do I not care? I'd been doing the same type of programming for a few years, and while it worked for me from a maintenance standpoint, I hadn't been proud of myself in a really long time. Discipline was a muscle I hadn't worked, and it pissed me off. So I hopped on a treadmill during a class in the fall, last fall, alongside a coworker who is notorious for her work effort on a treadmill. We get done with class, and she asked me how it went, and I said, I'd rather be on the floor twice than run again. And friends, she goes, well, we all know you're not a runner. Oh my God, did that piss me the fuck off. But it wasn't her. It wasn't even the way she said it. I adore this girl. I have zero issues with her. All she did was spark something inside me that went ballistic. An insecurity I'd had forever that I didn't even know was raging beneath the surface. I had run before. But all my life, I had said I wasn't a runner. And you know why? Because runners don't have the legs I did. The big kind. The strong kind, but the kind of fluffy kind too. As a softball player, I could get away with it. They had those legs, so so could I. Same with volleyball. But runners? No, they were, they were different. They were lean and they were thin. And I wasn't. So saying I wasn't a runner was an easy way to get out of running. I didn't like it. Therefore, I didn't do it. But when my coworker said what she said to me, I came home and I called my fiance who was on the road at the time for work. And he asked me how my workout was. And I told him the story. And this is why I'm marrying him in March. Because he said to me, babe, why don't you like running? And I said, I just don't. And he said, You don't ever do it. And it hit me. I needed a better reason than I didn't like it. So I dug deep before I went to bed that night and I realized, what the fuck though? I don't like running because I'm not good at running. And what was that? Who does that? I don't do that. When I'm not good at something, I get better. I don't throw in the towel. Who I am today, I don't operate like that. So what is this excuse train I've been riding for years when it comes to running? What was that exposing in me? I'll tell you. I was pretty fucking insecure with something that is rooted way deeper than running. It had to do with how I saw my body. I chose my path, health-wise at least, based on what I believe my body was built for, which is lifting. A torn knee, big legs, strong core, Strong arms, broad shoulders. That's not a runner's body, so why would I run? I woke up that next morning and thought long and hard about what types of excuses I'm making for myself. Which ones stuck? Which ones made me feel weak? Which ones made me wildly uncomfortable because they were the foundation of a bullshit story I've been telling myself for years? One that I was actively feeding. On a drive in the Virginia countryside, a weekend in early October, I told my fiance that I was running a marathon before our wedding. I know what you're thinking. A marathon? What the fuck though, Hannah? But he asked me why and I told him. I want to work a muscle I haven't worked in years. Discipline. I was craving structure and focus. 
planning a wedding for some people is that kind of structure and focus. It's cathartic. It's exciting. A place for people to pour their creative energy and attention into. But for me, I hadn't been waiting my entire life to plan one. I plan enough stuff at work. Why would I do it here? And frankly, we'd been engaged since December of 2018. So we had a lot of stuff done. No, I wanted something that I could be proud of that was mine. That had to do with how I saw my body that required only my focus and my attention and my accountability. Something that gave me the ability to prove to myself how important changing my story about myself was. I wanted something I could push my mind and body to do, and I wanted to learn. What was I capable of? I'm not stupid. I could have signed up for a 5K, but I could have done that. I know that. I could have signed up for a half marathon, and frankly, I know I could have done that too. But a marathon? A full one? I straight up wasn't sure. And if you know me, you know there is very little I think I can't do. Not in a cocky way, but in an assured, confident time-tested way where I've proven to myself over and over I can do really hard physical tasks before but this was different this was an entirely different beast and not being sure if I could finish was what I needed to ask myself who do you say that you are what can you do the marathon is March 1st in Atlanta two weeks before our wedding in Florida on March 14th as of today the marathon is one month away Oh man, I know that's a long story and some of you have heard it before, but for those of you who haven't, it makes sense, right? You can grow and grow and you can train your body to look or feel or behave a certain way, but our minds, man, our minds require the real work, the toughness, the grit, the focus. Our mindsets drive everything we do. And this podcast has been dedicated from the very beginning to telling stories of the people we admire most and how they build and maintain the bodies that they have with the mindsets they've created for themselves to make themselves successful. This season is all about runners because as I've been training for this race, a 26.2 mile journey of hilly but beautiful Georgia landscape, I've recognized that while I wanted to do it for myself, alone, focused, unabashedly driven, that I just couldn't. I needed to talk to people. I needed to read their stories, hear their advice, be encouraged by their success, learn from their failures, and be empowered by their wisdom to be better than I've been before because I'm doing something new and something difficult and something borderline defeating. But like any muscle, you have to exercise it. Break it down to make it stronger. So I'm talking to my guest this season as a runner. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey and remember, My guests don't just have a body, but they do the work for all of it.